Welcome back to another great episode of Comedians in Bed. And as always, I like to give an introduction for our guest before we get started, man. She's a Georgia peach. I think I might have seen her in that episode of Real Housewives, but I'm not sure. I don't know if she was an extra like in the OG gang, like restaurant or something like that. I'm not really sure. But if you haven't recognized her on Real Housewives of Atlanta, <laughs> I'm telling you, you probably see one of her videos on IG, one of her hilarious skits, man. She's one of the hottest comedians coming out of Atlanta. I'm so glad to have her on the show. The funny, the talented, please, everybody, give it up for Malika E. <laughs> What's going on? How you feeling? I'm feeling good, feeling great. That's good. What's the weather like down there in Georgia right now? Weird. Right now, we are warm. I got shorts on. Yeah, yeah. My <laughs> sister, uh, my sister lives down there in, in Atlanta in the outskirts in uh Lithonia. I think yeah. it was called. Yeah. yeah, they done told y'all what parts in Atlanta. You can't say everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not especially living there. That's like an hour away. Yeah, well, Latonia is not too too far from me. So yeah, she's that's that I still call that, you know, if you if you from Atlanta, you know, we know that's Latonia, but from the out everybody on the outside, that's okay. Yeah. Have you ever been to uh have you ever climbed a little uh stone mountain? Yeah, man. I, I stopped going there. It's a little racist ass mountain but yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know i i used to do it for exercise so you know go up the mountain go around the mountain but yeah I'm we like did that. we did it when i was down there and uh when i got to the top i had i was listening to uh scissor good days and yeah. i like finally understood the song and i was like oh this is it's heaven so <laughs> Like when you get up there after you done got up to that last part, you got to hold on to the pole. I know yeah. you know, <laughs> and lungs be burning. Um, after that part, and you get up there, it's really pretty. It really yeah. and you yeah, get yeah. and chill, you know. But it is racist, as you said. I didn't know they had uh the 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 leader of the I think he founded the the KKK, like yeah, like started. pitched in there. Stone Mountain is where they started it, so yeah. That's they that's they spot. <laughs> when we were younger, we knew not to be in, around that park at night. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, because when we was driving around there, I was like, yeah, this is a. Uh, I know, like Georgia was like this. I didn't know Georgia was basically like a big forest. That I didn't know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I tell everybody there's Georgia and then there's Atlanta. So you gotta understand those are two different spots. <laughs> you go just a few minutes outside of Atlanta and you in a whole nother world. And they'll let you know how they feel about you. Um, you'll feel it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it ain't nothing but forest. Ain't nothing but forest. So So I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Nobody knows where that's at. But like <laughs> since Atlanta is on the map and everything, uh, how like does it feel to like be and live in Atlanta? Um, okay. See, for me, it's crazy because when I was, I was, I'm not born here. See, I call myself, I'm a Georgia nectarine. I'm not a peach because I wasn't born here. I moved here like 10, back before everybody else started moving, before, before the big push, the Olympics, all of that. I was here, I moved here about like 91, 92. And, um, so it was, I was coming from New York. And so being up there, and then coming here and 
being able to watch it grow to what you all know what it is, you know, now it's, it's dope. Cause I guess from when I was little, I knew it was coming over. It was, it was a shift was happening and you can tell just with the music. Like I remember the first time hearing Outkast and it was just like, a shift is happening. They first single dropped, like I could feel it as a little girl, like a shift is happening. And it just, to watch it and be here, to be able to watch it gradually grow. And it goes from when I used to go back to New York, people would be like, who's this, who's that? I'll be listening to like Master P and and, and 8-Ball MJG. And they're like, oh, who is that? Who's Outkast? Who's, you know, yeah. looking at me like, you know, you country bunking, but now that's, they're everything, you know, it's the, it's the total opposite. So I feel like I got the best of both worlds to, to watch, um, especially in art and the hip hop culture, to watch both places grow, you know. Yeah. Now we in Hollywood. This, this yeah. Atlanta's yeah. black Hollywood. <laughs> I love, I love Atlanta, but at the same time, I kind of hate it because you guys stole two people from us and they don't even claim us no more. It's Ooh. Bow Wow and Lotto. <laughs> I do. <laughs> they don't even claim us no more, man. I remember when Bow Wow Look. said that he was from Atlanta, man. It was like it was raining, the, the skies was gray, everybody was depressed. <laughs> Finally, the dudes was happy because the, the girls stopped talking about Bow Wow. So you know. Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, if I can speak for Atlanta, I'm pretty sure we'll give them back. We will <laughs> right back, y'all. You push. <laughs> well, okay, Bow Wow, I can see, but Lotto, you would give Lotto back? I didn't know. I thought you talking about the rapper Lotto. Yeah. I thought she was. Um. Oh, I always thought she was from here. So, I I don't know. We could. I mean, she been out here since she was little. So, I mean, <laughs> she Atlanta. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, like. <laughs> Right now, so has Bow Wow, but his rep a little shaky. If she mess around and start acting like that in a couple of years, you can have her back too. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of was like, you know, uh, influential to putting Atlanta on the map. I never even thought about that. I'm thinking about that right now. Low key, he was. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> he used to always, I remember one of his raps. It was something like, Ohio is where I'm from. Like, he never. He never settled that. He never wanted to claim us until nobody was paying him no attention. That don't work like that. that y'all don't see it that way. I feel like he was claiming y'all like from, I don't know if he was like necessarily saying it in words, but I guess like from us being up here and seeing the culture, it was representative of Atlanta. So we associated like he's from like Atlanta. He, Jermaine, Jermaine Dupree is Atlanta. Like, yeah. He was with So So Death. So. Yeah, I mean, we did the same thing with the brat. If you think about it, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's the shy, but like, she Atlanta, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I was down there, I went to Cascades for the first time, and I was smart. I went like on a random like eleven a.m. I mean, I can skate, I but I can't curl. So, because yeah, you you don't want to catch that on a on a on a weekend, especially a Sunday night. Like, you gotta know how to skate, skate on a Sunday night. <laughs> So like up here we got walls like on y'all only got like one wall we got y'all don't got no walls people are uh -uh. sliding in like that's yeah. just different than how we skate up here. <laughs> you better know what you're doing. You better know you gotta know what you're doing. Like 
Man, I, I'm not comfortable to like take the stopper off yet, but I do want to learn how to pearl, but like I'm I'm over 30 now, so you know recovery yeah. ain't the same. <laughs> ain't the same, like the falls ain't the same. I mean, I ain't the best skater, you know. I know how to make it look good, but you know, I ain't doing no tricks or nothing out there myself. And I want to go backwards, but I just I understand where I'm at in my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't skate. I can't skate backwards for nothing. Like yeah. recently here lately, I don't know if it's because I gain more weight. Like I just drift back, and so I just <laughs> kind of like go with the flow. <laughs> oh, back there. You got that jump back there. <laughs> go with the flow, man. Yeah, my sister used to work at a skate ring, and then uh, I used. That's how I learned to skate. She would take me with her, and then my first job was at a skate ring. So skating ring definitely got like a special place in my heart. Yeah. I heard Midwest. Y'all know how to skate up there, though. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? From my understanding, Midwest they know how to skate up there. Yeah, yeah. got their own style and stuff. I just, yeah. I like I said, I know how to skate to not fall. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm gonna do a little smooth, little to the side, but oh man. Yeah, man. <laughs> so you are, uh, you you came up with um, uh, sneaker chick uh, productions. Like, how did you? come up with the name how did you come up with the idea and, and and why why start this company so sneaker chick productions well i'm a sneakerhead i have always been all my life so that i actually when i first came up with that name it was years before i even thought about entering a comedy it was really supposed to be me doing music production <laughs> like, honestly that's where it initially came from and I kept saying, I'm going to have some type of form of production company is going to be Sneaker Chick. And I used to write it all over the place. Sneaker Chick production, Sneaker Chick production. Well, after getting into comedy, um, I started taking it serious. Uh, after probably like my second show I produced, I had a, one of the, the club owners. He was like, so you got an LLC? I was like, nah. And he's like, why not? And he was like, well, when, when we give you your money, this is what you need to put it into. So he was like, you need to do that like today. And that day I was like, Sneaker Chick Productions. And so I, you know, I, I just, it just took off of me. I was like, okay, there was a reason. It wasn't the music. I ain't produced no music or nothing, but um, I produced shows. And then it went from that to where um, I'm working on producing actually uh, sketches and, and movies and stuff like that. That's my mindset for where I want it to head to. So, you know, I got, I got some stuff for sneaker chicks right now. I started off. That was the reason for me to start it so that I can actually make my full business. But when I, you know, produce my own shows and stuff. What does, um, producing a skit looks like because that that is like lucrative on, on rg you can make like six racks a month like what is producing that looks like um so it it depends on if you have help or not honestly i feel like if you can't get help in the beginning it was just all me everything i was doing was all me um the camera crew um the <laughs> writer um, and it, you know, it was all me. Um, so now the way it has gone, it's, it's bigger than just pulling up your phone. You know, people are, it is a full business. It's, it's, you have your own network pretty much. Your IG is like a TV channel. 
You know what I'm saying? That's how you look at it. You you got to look at yourself as if you're doing sketches and skits that your TV, you, your TV, your IG, your YouTube, whatever you're using, that platform. So um, that's how I, I look at it now. Before it was just something fun and cute and I could throw a sneaker chick on there. But then I started looking at it like, hold on, this is this is money. You know, I can I can get my own app or I can stream from someone's app, you know what I'm saying? Or I could just, like I said, use your eye. TikTok's paying, <laughs> you know? These platforms are starting to pay now for that content. So it's it's a it's a business. It's a real business. Have you ever got to the point that you uh, bring in like find uh, like a stable income from doing your skit yet? Not yet. We working on it. <laughs> Not yet, you know. Um, it comes with a lot of consistency as well, because um, you you have to. See, I've, I've learned recently that you have to plan ahead, you know. So if you even if it comes in your mind like you need to ready least a plan out a few weeks ahead however you're going to do have a schedule of when you're going to post when you're going to put out and have some ahead so that way even on those moments when you're not feeling like it when you're not you're able to still post produce 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 you know um so yeah that's that's what i'm working on is pretty much becoming to the point where i'm but i want honestly i'll be honest with you i want my own app yeah because I don't want to have to worry about the takedown, the somebody hack my IG or somebody hack my YouTube. You know, I don't want to have to worry about. I say something, and now they're taking it down. Um, because that's the other stuff you got to think about. Now you got to think about what kind of music you in the background, what you say. I don't want to be um, under that rain anymore. So how cool. would how would your app be? different from everybody's app that you know help people create content um so my app uh would be more like a network you know i want all different types of shows it does not just comedy you know i want short films um i want to help other comedians be able to their own comedy show and you know have their specials on there you know um so yeah it will be different not going to be just comedy it's going to be a little bit of everything you know <laughs> I, I want a little bit i want a, a tv network yeah how did you come up with like these characters that you do on your skits like we got granny e little me like how did you come up with this they're all in here <laughs> so um granny e is like how i would feel like i would see myself as I get older, you know, and some of the older people I grew up around that was like hella funny to me, you know, I take a little bit from now. Um, so that's how that came about. Um, little M.E., little M.E., to be honest with you, was probably the first because I worked with the school system dealing with children. I just was like, there was this things I would hear, I hear and see. And so me trying to find a way to to show parents, you know, the way their kids tell all their business <laughs> without them knowing, you know, and it's just being innocent. They're not trying to, but they're telling it. So she came out with, and in, the school bus driver was just off of the reactions of little Emmy. You know, I started doing the skits with little Emmy and just my reactions as the school bus driver. Um, and then I decided to make her a full on character as well. But, um, 
Yeah, the, the, this little Emmy is like a little piece of me when I'm little, the little talkative part of me, the little innocent part, as well as many other little kids that I have come across that just say, yeah. and here it comes out, you know? How do you know when to uh, like give up on a character that you created? Because I seen earlier you had, I think it was like some type of Cupid thing that you were doing or something oh. like that. And now you're doing something totally different. So how do you know like, it's okay, it's time to move on or something like that? So with that, um, I was doing it off of holiday based. Um, honestly, you probably see Cupid pop back up, you know, once Valentine comes back around. Um, uh, what is it? Wicked, she was the, the Wicked Witch. She was supposed to make an appearance, but um, October kind of got hectic with me setting up that my um, Maliki E experience show that she kind of messed around and missed her time. So that's how she, you know, I really was, I based some of these, her, those characters on the holidays or whatever is relevant at that time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see that. I get that. Uh, hold on. Okay. I'm like, I did something. All right. Um, I really want to talk about this one woman comedy show that like you do um, because that I don't like what kind of money you making because that, that that was that screen was like legit like that was something that could be like on a streaming service like today like how did you oh it's just come up with that stay tuned but yeah um so with that. Um, that place actually reached out to me um, for something totally different. And so I wanted to, I was ready to kind of do a, a, a comedy special, but I wanted it, different, you know, because I'm just, I have so many different ideas and I'm not just like a stand-up comedian, you know, that's why I like to say just comedian. And then I'm just really a, a more of an entertainer. I understand why Cedric the Entertainer calls himself that because there's so many different branches to me um but with this it came about like hmm my birthday is coming up what can i do to make this special different you know and um i was like ah everybody does the regular comedy show where they go up there talk for about you know do their comedy specials for maybe anywhere from 20 to 45 minutes they have other comedians come up i said now i'm gonna make this birthday and this show all about me i'm gonna bring these characters to life you know, this is not something that is just done. People do have characters, but to have three characters, you know, so um, it was them. I had those three, including myself, also perform. So it was really four. You got <laughs> four um, to woo, to to put, get that to produce that was um, it was a lot of time, you know, because I also had videos in between. I had to use that. I had to use that screen you saw back there, you know. So while I was changing to the next character, I had videos for them, you know. Um, and was this like skits of the next character that was coming up? Um, more so like uh, explanation of giving them more insight of who I am. Okay. And kind of you can understand how that character. It was like bringing up the character and giving you an understanding of how the, me and this character kind of you know mesh, you know. Mm -hmm. So um. And it was it was quick, <laughs> you know. Or while that's playing, I'm like, oh, gotta change, you know. And it was improv, you know. It was it was improv. So, um, 
Well, we haven't a- seen. I haven't. I've so I've never seen one on a, a, a one woman show live. I've only watched like maybe ten minutes of one on Whoopies on HBO. We don't really see that anymore. Like. I, is that like a lost art? Like, how did you come up? Like, there's got to be a one woman show. Like, how did, like, and then not only that, like, how did you know, like, what order to put everybody in? Like, okay, yeah. so it's, it's crazy who you had because Whoopi, that's who I grew up watching. That was, I watched, I watched her and me seeing her do these characters um, between her and Carol Burnett and, you know, growing up with it, living color and, all of you know this the certain mad tv you know you have your certain ones that have these characters where that i wasn't even trying to uh imitate it but it was just it just happened you know because that's how i grew up i always had me in the house on a regular basis or me talking to people different voices come out you know i play on different characters that's just something i've always done so with this it was like Let's give this a try. Let's see what I can build on it. As far as setting it up on how, who was going to come out first, it was like telling a story, you know? So I wanted to tell a story because I knew for sure in skits, everybody saw Malik, uh, Little Emmy. They didn't really get the bus driver as much because it was really me. So, but I knew, let me put the bus driver up. I, and that's the order I did. I did the bus driver, Little Emmy, and... Um, Granny E, and it was just into a introduction, you know, of myself. On I just wanted to kind of take them on a trip of how my mind works. There's one minute is here and it's here, you know. It was like releasing my my ADD, and I've never been <laughs> told I have ADD, but I know my mind is a little bit of everywhere. So um, it was just trying to tell a story, you know. The whole thing was me telling a story within a story within a story. Um, but coming up with these characters, you know, we all watch Martin and it wasn't nothing in, intentional, but it was just like, I want people to see another side of me that I have not been able to show. You know, we do the stand up, you get, you know, anywhere from five to three to 20, 30 minutes to be able to speak, but I've never been able to come out in character, you know? So this was fun. I didn't have no time limit. I didn't have you know, anything, it was just all me, you know? So I said, let them show a little bit, a little bit of pieces of me, you know? And I have more characters, come, but that was just the first three I wanted to put out there, you know? So then, okay, so you do these characters and then did you, you did a, a, comp, a stand-up set after? And so like, how do you transition from that to like, now nah, this is who I am. And like, like, like it's kind of like, nigga, we saw who you just was, you're not gonna dress it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. That was the, the funniest thing about that is, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, Going into character, like I said, it was improv and it was improv with all of them. Um, It was just a, it just, it was like a snap. You know, the minute I stepped out, I was that. Whoever that was, I was them. And it literally didn't snap until I put the next thing on. You know, so even when I came out, it was like, it took me, I mean, I had to, now you're now you're the comedian. You Now you're the stand-up comedian, you know? Because even with me just doing stand-up before these characters, I had to learn to separate myself. So you have Malika and you have Malika E. 
you know, and um, that helped me with understanding. Well, when I hit on stage, it's showtime, baby. You know, you're you're the, you're a different person, you know. So that's the same thing I brought with that, where it was just like whoever you're supposed to be at this moment, boom. The minute you step out, it's showtime. This is who you are. You're gonna be this until you completely are out of sight of these people. You know what I'm saying? So they can keep that in their head. So when they see you again, they see you as a whole different light. You know, that this goes with your walk, the way I was talking, my movements, everything were had to be different. So they would not think in my your mind like, hey, this is this. This is this person. You know, like I, I go back to, to Martin. Martin played all them them those characters and you never thought in your mind like this is martin you know it never occurred like even when you still watch it years and years later you're still like that's your nene you know that's the the police officer you know you just you have your characters you don't look at them as that um even the voice is different um so it was the same thing with that but it was different for me because this it was the first time and not only was that i record was recording it was live recording you know, so um, it, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> I can't explain. It was, a, it was like being in, um, it was like just, I was there and I performed, but I was not there. It was like being, it was like an out of body experience at one point where I can see the reaction of people. It was just like, wow, this is cool because yeah. I'm here, but I'm not here. This is somebody else that's taking over and is performing right now. How did you market this? Because, you know, we don't really see too many one woman shows and we really don't see uh, black women do it. So it probably a lot of black people probably don't know about, especially this generation. So did you market it as a one woman show or like a comedy show or just like the Mika E like whole? I, I market it as pretty much as an experience. Um, that's why I called it the Malika E experience. Um, I did, you know, mention it is a one woman show. You know, and I and just let them like in the description and let everyone know that they will be our characters and explain who these characters are. Gave a little description, but for the most part, it was just you, you're getting experience. You know, so that's why I made sure on the flyers, even the billboard, everything showed that you see all of the characters, including myself. You know, so well, you pay you you got a billboard? Oh yeah, I have a billboard. How, how, how much? How much did that cost? <laughs> I really do want to know because, like, I'll be thinking, like, okay, these, these IG can only go so far. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to invest. Look, um, when I was little, I used to always want to back to see myself on a billboard. And coming into Atlanta, you saw the so so deaf billboard. That's what you saw. You knew you was in Atlanta when you saw that big old afro. Um, so when I was little, I used to be like, I'm going to be on the billboard. I'm going to have my own bill. I'm going to have a billboard. So when it came time, it was like, ooh, but it really isn't as pricey as everyone would like to think. Um, because they have some that with the digital, they kind of go by how many times they put your stuff up. And you control that. You can control how much you want to spend, mm. you know, with the digital boards versus the full, you know, that's a little bit more pricier. But um, the digital boards, you can kind of control how much you want to spend. Mm. So if you got a budget of like... Fifty, a hundred dollars, then they're going to they give you fifty, a hundred dollars worth. You know. Okay, I'm gonna put my OnlyFans on there then. That's Why not? <laughs> a billboard, man. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. So, like, all right. So, I never been. So, like, 
is it like do you have a host or do you just or did you start off with the video or did you just come straight out with a character like i can't wait till y'all see this <laughs> so i didn't have with a host that would bring out each character but i did a digital uh let's say a digital host i had that digital host start to show off um like a little uh, character okay. uh, kind of like a little that i used on the screen to bring to start the show off and then once it started it was just the video would come up and i would go change you know so it is a one woman show but obviously you need people's help so like how did people help you and was it hard to like trust them with your your project um so for the most part i had uh it's a, it's a brand it's charisma you know that you follow her it's charisma uh, she, she Carissa helped me with my flyers, my branding, you know, as far as putting no, any, any flyers that you might have sore, that's who did them. Um, and once I, she pretty much asked me and once I gave her an understanding of what I wanted, it was just like, boom, it was perfect. So all my digital flyers, even for the show, like the banners in the back, like, I don't know if you saw the, the Martin one. Yeah. I had a video. Yeah, yeah. She did all of that, you know, she kind of understood the assignment. <laughs> so for the most part, that was um, it. Besides the my uh, videographers that I had, um, Mark Four Squared, they're the ones that recorded the whole special for me. And my photographer that I had there, oh, I feel bad. I can't remember, Anissa. But yeah, she um, did my, my photos there. But for the most part, oh. I did have two my photo shoots. I had another photographer, uh, my friend Fern. She did all my photos for the characters in order for you all to see who's coming up and for me to do the videos. You know, her and Charisma did my recordings for me. So they were just trying to, they honestly, everybody would just say, what did you want? And besides that, every it was easy. I, like I said, I improv my videos that I put up. That was me. You know, I produced those. Um, my digital host, I did that. I created it and did the voiceover, did the writing for that. Um, so it really was kind of like a one woman show <laughs> for the mm -hmm. most part. Um, but it's not hard to ask for help for me now. I used to want like everything got to be all me. Um, because I didn't, it wasn't so much as I wanted all the credit, but it was just hard to ask somebody for help because everybody's trying to get it you know, and you don't know who's willing to help or not. But um, I have built such a team around me. And I, I can't even say I built a team. God has put a team around me um, that has everything I need. You know, I can actually speak to these people and everybody's willing to work. Like, let's go. Let's figure it out. Let's get this done. You know, no matter the price of what, we're going to get this figured out. Just tell me exactly how to, and we'll work on it until you get it exactly how you want it, you know? So I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. how, uh, <laughs> what'd you say? You got to have a team. Yeah. Yeah. You do. You do. You do. You do. For sure. How did you, um, was the no that's not what i meant to actually this is what i meant to actually would you like do you desire to like be on a sketch show like um, a saturday night live or like a mad tv type stuff you know you know it's funny you said that because i was watching um snl with kiki palmer on this week uh past weekend 
And I was like, I never, I never desired to be on there, to be honest with you. Um, maybe Mad TV back in the day, you know, I was little in living color, but for the most part, I always wanted my own. You know, my Dave, I want to see Dave Chappelle. I'm like, oh, my own. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess in my mindset, I never thought about so much and I will not turn it down. So if they watching this, I will <laughs> I'm not turning down. Y'all can reach out <laughs> to me. But um, at the same time, I never thought about it really until this past week. And it was like, I could probably rock on SNL, you know? And yeah. then they had the one, what was it? The uh, all, all Black Women sketch show. On yeah, I, yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it. That was probably, honestly, they were probably the first ones. And I ain't gonna lie to you. I try to figure out how to get on that. They were probably, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I want to do this. You know, I'm like, Issa, somebody get me in contact with these women. Because I was where they were looking for women, somebody to take, pick up this idea and um, to roll with it. And so they had a, they didn't, you know, I guess they didn't have, I don't know if they had a lot of people come out, but I'm like, y'all should have put the word out, man. <laughs> Let me get on season two or three or whatever it is. So. I mean, you in Atlanta, Tyler Perry with BT Plus. Ain't that, ain't that always black people's thing? Tyler Perry, like, it's just. Tyler, you know how many times I hear that? <laughs> and, and it's funny because as much as I talk about Tyler Perry and them, them wigs, he called me, they called me up. I'll throw one that you see me with. <laughs> yeah, y'all can talk about me all you want. <laughs> Medea, like, Granny E, go to a barbecue. I don't care. That'll be. <laughs> that's like the black version of selling out, like to, to make it. <laughs> oh, that came to this point in my life, y'all. I got this Tyler Perry wig on. You know? <laughs> I sure will. job and. <laughs> Who is your, uh, oh man, if he called, I would do it to him. Hey, <laughs> but they've gotten better though. They've gotten better. I think we, we started calling him out on it and he got better with it. But yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I'll be right at East Point at his studio. And y'all can say what y'all want. I'll be like, I'm here. I got, I bought a couple of wigs. Which, which one you want? <laughs> I liked his I liked his latest movie on Netflix, the little Louisiana blues movie. I liked I didn't finish it because I fell asleep on it, but I liked it though. Wow, that that yeah. very interesting. I mean, I hadn't seen it, but to hear somebody say, Oh, I, I liked it. I ain't finished it because I fell asleep. <laughs> I don't know if I want to jump on it right now, but okay. <laughs> because my sister was like, she was in town from Atlanta like about a week ago, and she was like, you want to watch a movie? I'm like, we both just smoked, and it's 11. I was like, I don't really see it staying up for it, but if that's what you want to do, let's do it. <laughs> so sure enough, about an hour and a half afterwards, we was out, and I was just... And then I woke up because I woke up because her uh, she was on the air mattress and it just it went down and I was like all right just get on the couch. <laughs> Hold on. So not only did you fall asleep, you was hot. Made <laughs> the air mattress. I don't know if I want to see this movie, man. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if I want to see this movie. <laughs> oh man. I Part of a movie deflate an air mattress. I'm good. <laughs> Put damn air mattress to sleep. That's a damn. <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, 
I'm hella late, but. <laughs> I was I was trying to find that laugh, but like I was trying to find my keys, man. I just couldn't. <laughs> Yo, why can't people ever find their keys? I don't know, but you know, after you hit thirty, they be right in your hand. You'd be like, "Where is my keys?" <laughs> Right in front of your face. You don't look everywhere. <laughs> That's why I'm always late to mics, man. Because I be trying to find my keys or my AirPods. Like, it's <laughs> same, same. Keys or my AirPods. I've learned to put my wallet in the exact same spot. That is the only thing that I kind of am not so bad on. But my keys, I'm always looking for my AirPods. Then I got to come back in the house because I don't forgot my water. It's always something. <laughs> Man, I forgot the little stand, the little holder for my uh, tripod. I was like, dang, I got to go back. Now you got to go back. <laughs> it's always something. It's so bad. My kids be like, but you come back for like, they know that door is going to open again. I'll be like, dang. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad, man. I'll be late to work. And every day is because of valid reason. Either I needed to make me some coffee or I couldn't find my key. I literally like just bought a wallet that is like steel and like got a clip on it. Like, and I can only put my debit cards in it. So I don't lose it. You got the janitor clip for you? This clip. Yeah, I got the I got the Nextel cell phone clip. This is what the freak I got. <laughs> Have you seen the AirTag wallet? Uh uh nah. With AirTag, man, I'm think I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought about buying it. It was on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The how sponsored videos, huh? The sponsored videos. That's where you saw it on TikTok. Yeah. The sponsored. Video. <laughs> I might not get it till next year, like the end of next year. But when it comes, <laughs> I'm gonna know where my wallet is. <laughs> the only time I did lose my wallet ever in life was when I had like. A chain attached to it when I was a kid <laughs> with the Velcro. Strap. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, listen. I've been trying to remind, remind myself to ask this question. We've been having a good time. Uh, what like if who was your favorite character on uh Mad TV? Because I love Mad TV. I think it was better than SNL. Like, who was your favorite character oh. on Mad TV? Oh, okay. or like favorite actor? I mean, like. Character and actor, character and actor, yeah. Okay. I'm now I don't know the names now. <laughs> I don't know the names, but you remember the little Asian lady with the little bob? <laughs> oh my gosh, she was so annoying. <laughs> Funny. The little Asian lady got me every single time. It never failed, man. <laughs> it never failed. Hands down, my favorite character. I promise. I like when she did the deeper voice. Like, oh, you think it's for you? One of my favorite ones was uh, I know his real name, but I can't. I think is it wasn't little Nikki when he was like the grown big kid and he had the. Oh my god! <laughs> He's like, look what I can do. <laughs> Like that, I talked about that character too. Yes, <laughs> the mom will be coddling him and big grown. <laughs> <laughs> baby, go, baby, go, poo poo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 
Well, my favorite actor on there, that's how, like, Aries Spears, like, I don't want to say, like, out loud, he's my favorite co comedian, but, like... <laughs> hold, on, hold him now. Hold on, don't disown him now, man. It's okay. I like him, I do, but it's not It's not because of, like, what happened recently. Like, you did what you did. Like, it was at that time, and I, you know, whatever, but, you know, I don't condone it, but it was just, like, he just always looked broke. Like he just always looked broken, unhealthy. Like I just don't get it. Not healthy. Yes. <laughs> like he. Just, I'm like, dude, what is wrong? Like always. he always looked like he on the verge of killing himself. Like I just be like, dog, what's going on? Like An angry spirit to me. He always seems like he just upset. Like it didn't go the way he thought it should have went. Yes. <laughs> like. You know, he don't even try to disguise. Like I'm like, act like you okay. You know. <laughs> Got the dark circle and everything, eyes all puffy and stuff. I'm like, bro, are you all right? Like, I can't be claiming you. You looking like this, man? Get on coke like the rest of them. Like, do something to make you happy. Yeah, man. And then my, uh, I don't, I would say she do comedy, but I've never seen her like do stand up. But my favorite ultimate one on there was uh, Deborah Wilson, man. She was so funny, man. So funny. Yeah, I wish her. I wish like out of all of them, like her career would have like yeah, yeah. More, I, she was like hilarious. Love to have seen her progress more, way more. Yeah, and, like, and like, you just gotta make your own play. Like you gotta, you get to the point. You just like, I gotta do my own thing. Yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> when when they not giving it to you, that's that's like how the one comedy show came up. That's how all my shows came up. It's like I'm not gonna sit around and wait. For nobody to book me, I'm gonna book myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, if they could do it, why I can't do it? And that's right. how, how you gotta look at it. Like in Hollywood, you know, you got a lot of ass kissing you gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> so when it come down to it, you better find it. I was watching the comedian Shane, and um, he don't even have an agent or nothing. He books all his own stuff. You know, yeah. he might not make the bucks like everybody else. You know, he's a veteran in the comedy game, but he good, you know, and all his money's coming to him. So, yeah, I mean, ways to get it, but you just gotta be willing to be like, man, bump this. I'm gonna get it. The people yeah. go, they will. They'll come to you if you if you set your platform or try to or something. You know? How do you how do you find a time to like grow your uh, platform and your audience, and at the same time, you work in a nine to five. You're a mom. Like, how are you fitting all this into twenty four hours? I wish I had a, a, a beautiful answer for that, but at times it feels like I'm just floating. Like, luckily, you know, I got my freak on when I was younger, so my my son, <laughs> you got Doug Hudson. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, most of everybody want to rate maybe old hoes. You, I was a young one, so. <laughs> Nah, I wouldn't know. Oh, I wouldn't know. But nah. <laughs> <laughs> they all say nah. <laughs> but my sons is older now. They're so I don't have any babies. You know, um, two of them are grown. The other ones are high school. So I do just have to, you know, ever so often that high school. You know, that's a. That's a special time to deal with a kid, but <laughs> in the high school age. But between that and working, I'm gonna be honest with you, like it just 
you just gotta find time to make time. Like, you know, there's times I, I was tired doing that show. I mean, I didn't have no matter of fact, I think about it. The week up into the show, that last week, I ain't had no sleep. Like when I performed, no, nobody knew it, but I hadn't slept uh a, a eight hours. I might have had that whole week, maybe five hours of sleep. <laughs> like between producing and trying to get and then you have to make sure certain things is the right size the right format trying to find that and post and market just doing sketches um that's why i said you got to have a team yeah. you know um and more and more i'm starting to see that like i need other people on my team to do certain things so that way it could just relieve yeah. that pressure you know um because if not then that's when you see you know, like I've 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 went ghost, but it's only because I'm working on other stuff. But see, when I get other folks on my team, they can keep posting and doing all this other stuff for me while I'm trying to work on something else. So that's why I say you need a team. You gotta yeah. have a team. But I'll be I, I to be honest with you, I don't even know how I make it. Sometimes I don't know how I do it. I just yeah. do it. <clears throat> when it's something you love to do, you know, like work, you gotta do it. Yeah, you gotta do it. But when it's something you're doing that you love to do, it's like you get that little energy boost sometimes that you need. Because yeah. you want to see that that final production. You like you want to see that ending result, like you know. And then after the ending result, you be like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sleep a whole day and then go back at it. You know. Yeah. No. When I seen Beyonce do uh, Homecoming on Netflix, I was like, all right, let me drag my little ass out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Real life. I was wondering how, and I'm like, what? You I'm know, like, it's uh... crazy. <laughs> you see, we only see the ending result of things, you know, and it may be like a two-minute sketch, but what people don't know, when people do these like one, two-minute sketches, even when it's a couple of seconds, it was so much. That was hours of work, you know, <laughs> put into that. You know, hours editing, recording, editing, trying to get it right. This it's so much work that you know it's like you have to find the love for it to want to keep doing it to keep going you know you I, got to have a love for it you cannot just be like uh if not you're not gonna keep doing it but if it's if that's something you love to do you'll find the time people find the time for what they want to do to be honest with you i'll be sneaking doing my reels while i clocked in i'll be like then i go to the <laughs> other room and then i record it real and, quick <laughs> So if you see any sketches with me on the bus, I'm at work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I just ain't got nobody on the bus, but I'm at work. You know? Yeah, yeah. And perfect time, I'd be like, okay, ain't nobody around. Let's try to find out. You know? <laughs> I come home breaks or whatever. I'm doing my other, if it's not anything to do with the bus or anything, I'm doing other sketches. It might take like 30 minutes for me to record, but the process is editing it's this that editing man yeah yeah you yeah. you uh be doing like 10 takes and you'd be like <laughs> you'd be like well at least for me i'll be like okay this one we gonna get it this one brother. <laughs> we gonna, this is it i can feel it <laughs> but i know what what i can say is don't get rid of those takes because you can chop it up you know i know i know uh for me you say editing i had to say that because it would have bothered me if i didn't get it out but editing for me um it, it it depends like on if it's a new system it might take me longer but like once i get it i got it because i used to do uh 
I used to work for the news, so editing is kind of like, but it's tedious to me. I hate to do it, but like I, I know how to do it. Like once I get the system down, I can, like I'll be having thirty minute breaks. I'll be shooting videos, editing, and put all the captions in it within the thirty minutes, and I'll be like, all right, I'll be late from work, but <laughs> they start threatening. It's like if you guys are one minute late, we're gonna start using your vacation time. I'm like, for one minute, like the one minute. I'm here. That's all that matters. You lucky I'm here. See, the thing is, is people, you know, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I've noticed that a lot of jobs kind of been a, a little lenient because they learned. A lot of people didn't come back to work after COVID. After quarantine, man, please, everybody got a, a YouTube, a IG page. Anybody coming back to work? Everybody is selling something. I have never seen so many master teachers, instructors in my life. <laughs> so, on IG, there's somebody that uh, master formula to something. I'm like, what the hell is y'all getting this information from? This, this is all this podcast is, is how to master comedy. Like, this is me selling. Just for 500 No, no. Yeah. This year, I'm going to let you, I'm going to give you a break. Because usually it's 1200 But I'm going to do it for you four nine nine. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> sell a class. I'm selling a class. You know what? I should sell a class on. I should sell a class on how to sell a class. <laughs> uh, hey, I want in on that. I want in. On that. I want in on that. <laughs> First step: go to Staples. Second step: get some highlighters. <laughs> Look over room. <laughs> and that's the best up part about it. Is because I ain't gonna lie, during quarantine, I got caught up in some of them. You know, they're giving you free <laughs> You know, you get a free class and you're like, you said told me about how you bowling this whole <sighs> 20, 30 minutes. You ain't giving me no info on how to now that's and then they once the class is over, that's when they sell you. And I'm like, ah, oh, this ain't the real class. You you gave me a little snippet to sell me the class. Ah. And I remember, I remember I paid for a class online for comedy and it was $49. I'm like, oh, this is a steal. And I know this person is like top notch. This is a steal. And then I I paid for it, right? And then that was just access to more classes. Like this was just general access, but I had to pay for the class. And I'm like, well, why didn't you say that? <laughs> When I paid for it, because then I would have got forty nine more dollars, and I was like, "Is it really worth calling my bank and say, hey, can I get forty nine dollars back?'" I was like, "Let's just chalk it up. We're gonna, we gonna pray as this. We're gonna fake this to be a seed, Lord." <laughs> <laughs> These are my so, stories. All my class too. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, boy, they get you, man. I'm like, I, I, I could have created this link tree and said, yeah. hey, this. And that's the thing. You'll be looking like, I could have did this. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or you find out they selling some information that you already don't know. Like, hold on, yeah. but I'm that shit up on YouTube. That's yeah. what you're telling me to say. Shit they said <laughs> on YouTube? Come on. <laughs> life, man, life. And yet I'm still broke. You know, it's these easy ways to pay you money. I was told, we are not broke. We're just temporarily out of funds. You got to 
broke no more, man. Is perfectly out of fun. Is that a is is that that got to be a joke you have? Because that is hilarious. If not, <laughs> you should write that down. I can't stand your broke. I'm not broke. I'm temporarily <laughs> out of funds. <laughs> Oh man, listen, man, I had a good time, man. I really did. It's like I'm not gonna lie, it's probably one of my favorite ones that I recorded, man. It really was. And I, I appreciate you allowing me to get on your platform, man. Mal Malika, tell people why. Uh, not why. My fault. I, I apologize for cutting you off. Tell people why. Uh, again, I messed up. My fault. Give <laughs> the people. <laughs> You been smoking again? Were you watching the Tyler Perry movie over there? Yeah, yeah. I smoked <laughs> before every episode. I'm so I've I've been I see like every episode I forget a question and I'll be like, dang, that's the one. I didn't do it on this one, like so I feel kind of good. Malika, <laughs> like, <laughs> if there is like any type of like motivation you could give to a comedian listening to this right now, what kind of advice would you give to them? Um, what I have learned is nobody can teach you how to be a comedian. Um, what is funny to you may not be funny to everyone else, and that's fine, but do not change up yourself to where you're not you. You can't be nobody else but you. And what I've learned is there's an audience out here for everybody. No matter how corny somebody might say you are, no matter how everybody may think this one person's cool and funny and you might not be able to do one room, but you could do a different room, there's a reason for that. We all have our different audiences. So never quit. Just keep working on your craft. Keep working to tell your truth because the funniest stuff comes from real life stuff, whether it's you or whoever around you. Real life truth because you're able to speak it and say it and it's not fair. <laughs> this is what it is. Somebody's going to be able to relate to you. But um, I will say this. This is one thing somebody told me that had nothing to do with comedy. Um, I had this guy tell me this and I, and I don't even know to do like a real quick story. Um, I was at the store. Guy couldn't buy himself. You know, he was trying to get some hot chocolate stuff. Realized he was a couple of cents short. So I'm like, told the woman, go ahead and put it on to my stuff. And she did. So he was talking to me, man. And um, he was telling me all the things he was going through. And it was a lot of shit. Like, I mean, somebody had stole his truck with all his metal because he used to, uh, to turn him. He used to pick up metal and recycle it, get money for it. They took everything. They took the truck. They took the metal. But he was still smiling. He was so like optimistic, so happy. Like none of that was killing his spirit. And even though he was still, he was, he couldn't even get at that moment a box of hot chocolate. He still had a smile on his face. And um, so he was like, I just, you know, he was like, I don't know. Something's just telling me to tell you this. He was like, and I was really going through it at the time because I had I had a show that just really did, really didn't do too well, you know. And I was really going in my head about it. You know how you fight in your head, like, oh, I should have said this. I could have did this. And, um, you know, it had been a couple of days, really beat myself up. And he said, a winner is not a person who has failed. A winner is a person who never quit. And he just walked up. He didn't leave me no name, no nothing, <laughs> you know. So if anything, know that you're going to fail. You're going to have your losses. But keep going because the wins is like right there. You know, the wins are right there. Everybody has failed. There's nobody on this earth that can ever say they didn't fail. Mm -hmm. And if they say that, they a lie. And yeah. get your, I don't give a shit what that Drake song said. It's all me. It's all, it, it ain't all him. You need to, you know, get some trustworthy people that, you know, have your interests at heart and believe in you. Get your team, man.
Yeah. Rock out, do you? Don't let nobody tell you that your shit ain't what it is. You, everybody popping shit. Yeah. <laughs> Malika, tell people why they should listen to comedians in bed. <laughs> Definitely should listen to comedians bed because they'll let you know what movies not the one. We all know who. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but comedians in bed is dope. Oh man, the whole side, he is super dope. I appreciate you all actually listening to me, him allowing me to be on this platform so y'all can just hear me. I appreciate y'all. Definitely listen. Um, He got a new fan. He don't even know it. He got yeah. a new fan. <laughs> hey, real quick, have you ever ran into like T.I. down there in one of the mics? Like, <laughs> I have, you know what? I have missed, and I think this is the Lord. I think he has kept me from running into him at Animite. Um, I have any time I was supposed to go somewhere, and I kid you not, did not know he was there. Something had happened, and I wouldn't make that open mic night. I'd be like, ah, I'll go next week. And then go online, and everybody's like, oh, T.I. popped up. You know, he literally did that for like a week or two. <laughs> Almost two weeks straight, every time I was going to hit up a certain open mic room, I would decide not to go, and he popped up. I'm like, this is reason. But um, nah, I haven't run into. <laughs> okay, okay. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. When I was younger, I did look for Ti, and um, it was actually I was looking for Tip and Bankhead. <laughs> but you know, this is before I knew who was. You know, this is before we all really knew. You know, he wasn't even Rubber Band Man yet. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he was still trapping over there in Bankhead. I did go to Bankhead, and I did look for him. I couldn't find him. I had to run into Ti. I ain't looking for him no more, though. But <laughs> <laughs> Malika, tell people where they can find you at. Follow me on IG, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Comedian Malika E, SoundCloud, uh, <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> uh, that Twitter thing, uh, don't go on there. Uh, I ain't gonna. <laughs> Don't go on Twitter. But everything else, follow me at Comedian Malika E. I even have my own website, Malika e.com that's m-a-l-i-k-a-e.com so you can follow me on that as well if you guys want to continue to watch uh our episodes we're available next week on my youtube channel at ty erskine if you want to listen to the audio version we're streaming wherever you listen to podcasts man we appreciate malika e joining us we will see you guys next week malika the fattest georgia peach there is we appreciate you <laughs>